ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or Feed us. ideas for future episodes, what was that? Feed us. Feed us. Feedback. Feedback. Feed me, Seymour. This is where, as, as, a, as, a, as a, oh, a colleague uh, and friend of mine said, sometimes we need the annotated Father Dickinson. <laughs> little footnote reference to CF period, um, Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Well, anyways, if you have questions about my obscure cultural references, pop culture references, please contact us. Email us using the email address ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet at us, SF Diocese, with the hashtag Ignition. Again, my name is Chris Bergwald. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese. Um, layman, married for almost 17 years, father of five children. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. I'm the pastor of St. Paul's in White and the Director of Pius XII Newman Center in Brookings, serving the campus of SDSU. Ring the bell for South Dakota. It's part of the school song. Okay. Annotation. <laughs> Ring the bell for South Dakota, the yellow and the blue. Anyways. I Sorry, I don't know the... No, that's okay. You, I wouldn't expect you to know song. the SGCU. Uh, it's a fight song. Minnesota, hats off to thee. Two, okay. Well, there you go. But, you know, the best part about that is neither of us sang USD school song. <laughs> oh, I, don't I'm get me in the sorry. middle of this inter- intrastate rivalry. <sighs> I shouldn't. Nice use of intrastate, though. By the way, thank you. Yeah, and so, well, this is kind of a intra-church discussion today. For yes, it is. Yes, very nice segue. So, what we're to, we're going to be talking about today is uh, evangelization and discipleship making, disciple making, particularly through the relationships that we have. Can I ask you a question? Please. We did not prepare this question. That's fine. Why are we talking about this? So uh, it's about a book that we're going to discuss later. Oh, okay. That's why this is on your mind? This was on my mind. I forgot to ask you this when we were preparing this. I just kind of bold, I just blindly accepted the topics in front of me. Like, <laughs> I was kind of, okay, I, just type in ideas. I, and, I, uh, and also, it just, it's a recurring thing. I, it is. Um, it's your office. It, it, yeah, the, the nature of my work it's and Bishop's desire for you, and and just and I want to do the best job I can. And so, what's the most effective thing that I can do? And more particularly, how can I best equip and form others in the diocese to do this effectively? That's a good question. So, um, and I and and the reason I think again, this is well suited. For you is because of the 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 college students who you work with, yeah, um, and the work that you do um, on in a campus setting, um, and, and the reason I think it's a topic worth addressing is because I think there's a, I a temptation is probably too strong. There's a tendency, a tendency that that uh, is worth reflecting on and thinking a little mm-hmm. bit more, <laughs> mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. Towards bigger yes. is better. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. I think it's a particularly American thing, mm. um, and I think America. you made the point that it's not just American, but it's 
Fordian, not Freudian. Not Freudian, Fordian. Ford. As in Henry Ford. As in Henry Ford, uh, the founder of Ford Motor Company. And the inventor of? The, the belt thing. The assembly line. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, the assembly line, which requires standardization and formulization in order to produce a consistent and dependable product. Right. So we, we, we um, uh, in a previous episode, talked about our tendency towards you know process and procedure. And, and I, pers- my personality, just give me the formula. Give me the recipe. Right. I make a, I there make, is no recipe to make a recipe. disciple. Exactly. And there's not. It's, because there's I no have, re- wait, no, I have more of a build up and I wanted to. Oh, you know, sorry, 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 sorry. And you just whoosh. You didn't tell me about the build up. I, I see no. I, you should have felt it. I mean, it's like I was. It, there's a crescendo. You didn't feel the crescendo? You didn't feel the crescendo. I didn't. I, I'm I so didn't. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> well, re-crescendo then. Well, this is the reality that we want to, nine easy steps. Right. Three proven ways. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so, as I think a culture, particularly as American culture, obsessed with that I'm shortcut to success. Yeah. I mean, I want that. But there isn't one. There's not? <laughs> Thanks for playing along, Father. Oh, man. <laughs> so... I'm so I said, Father, where I where I see this in the area of evangelization uh-huh. and disciple making is, uh, I think our tendency again, bigger is better. Formula, boom, 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 boom. What's right. the process? What's the recipe? Uh, here's an example: events, right? Big events. No, I I I I want to be clear here. I think events are good. And important and valuable. We uh, last summer as a diocese, we celebrated. We we concluded multiple our, big events. Yeah, uh, and we celebrated. We wrapped up our 125th anniversary uh, since the establishment of our diocese with a major three day festival um, legacy. Just 11 and a half months ago. Right, right. So it was a a, a beautiful event. I mean, I, I was involved with the the the, the planning and so on. Um, so I want to be clear, I do think that events have a place, but I think we tend to attach too much importance right. to them. Because we see these exterior tangible goals like, oh, I had 500 people or I had 1,000 people, I had 3,000 people or whatever that tangible measure might be and we, we latch on to that, but that isn't what discipleship and evangelization is all about. Right, right. It's... It's an important thing, but it's not sufficient. It's necessary. I don't know, maybe not even necessary. I don't think it's necessary. In fact, I was having an argument with Focus about this. Uh, listeners, if you're not familiar, Focus uh, is the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and they do uh, one-on-one evangelization ministry in college campuses. And I've had them at, uh, well, they preceded me at South Dakota State University. This will be their 10th year on campus this fall. Well. And... Uh, um, and so I was just kind of having this discussion with some of their higher ups because they do two types of uh, Christmas break events. They have right. the big hoot nanny, uh, Seek, which is every other year. And it's like Seek 2017 this year is going to be a ton of fun. And uh, I think there'll be over 10,000 Catholic college students at this conference. That's a big event. That's a big event. And um, I think using like the San Antonio Convention Center. Wow. And it's, it's great and it's a ton of fun. But does it fit in with this model of evangelization? They have another type of event called a Student Leadership Summit in which students get kind of an intensive training program on how to reach out to their peers and learn how to walk with their peers and get better at walking with their peers uh, to meet Jesus Christ and his church and uh, to live that life with them. And in some ways, I feel like SLS, even though it's not doesn't have the, um, the attractiveness, the sparkle, 
um, the razzle dazzle of seek is better suited towards evangelization and discipleship because it leads all towards relationships. Right. It's about that SLS student leadership summit is about equipping student leaders, right? Making them confident and competent to reach out to their peers yeah. through the relationships they have. Or even I focus, it does a really good job. I think of, of, of cold calling, if you will, going up right. to bare handing, they call it bare handing. So, um, B A R E, not B E A R. Yes, yeah, they don't put on like bare hands. Yes, thank you for that clarification. Because I know that I know many listeners were really puzzled by that. I mean, you know, I mean, I, just in case any bears are listening, <laughs> I don't, give, don't want them to get their hopes up. So, regardless of whether whether they're they're necessary or not, they have value. If if you're able to do an event, it can be a great thing that that can offer uh, um, value to. And your, if you can go to an event. If you can right. go to an event, go. Right. Right. However, I think we would both agree, well, we do both agree, that in the long run, the approach, an, an approach that emphasizes evangelizing, evangelization, making disciples, forming disciples through relationships is ultimately more effective and bears greater fruit. Can I tell you why? Please. Do you know why? I think I know why. Okay. Should we test it? Okay. Three, uh, two, no, just kidding. Let's say it at the same time. Oh, well, I, no, now we have to get the same word? Yeah. What is it? No, but we won't because that'd be bad radio. Okay. That hasn't stopped us before. <laughs> <laughs> bad radio has never stopped us before here on Ignition, which is a podcast and radio show for the new evangelization. Uh, I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And if you have questions or comments or th- clarifying stupid or silly things that we said, do email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. But so what makes relationship work for discipleship and evangelization is because you're dealing with people. Right. And people are the product. Right. Right. And so people aren't a matter of a formula. Right. You know, I can't, I I don't get a friend by adding a dash of humor, a sprinkle of coincidence, and then at least a goodly amount of shared experiences. You, you you will not bear fruit this way if you make somebody your project. Correct. You're, you're, this is going to be my pet project. I'm going to get this person. That, and that's, that's I think, a, a natural temptation, a desire, even though I, Well, especially I this, in our American and Fordian society. Right, right. And, and so if you have a, maybe a friend, a family member who's away from the faith and you want to bring them in, what can I do? And it, but that's objectifying them. Right. Don't make them a project. No. And uh, that also, I think, well, I think there's a spiritual temptation. I don't want to go too deep into this, but just it feels a little more achievable and a little more reasonable to say that I've done what I'm supposed to do and I've, in a sense, satisfied God and his uh, demands of me because I did A, B, and C. Right. And if it didn't work out well, what? Yeah. Instead of to seek into effort and maybe even to suffer some disappointment and loneliness in order to be in union with Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Now, where I thought my answer was going to be, and I, I see what you, the route, the, 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 the tack you were taking, I was thinking this works because this is Jesus's model. Right. But this is why, but I, I think this is why it's Jesus's yeah, model. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So this is a deeper, so I, the, the reason we've been. So you're been, saying uh, I'm deeper. Yes. In this particular point, this one time, you are. <sighs> uh, Savor the flavor. <laughs> Scoreboard. 
the 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 model of of being available to many Jesus preached to the crowds but he spent most of his time forming a relatively small number oh, well, yeah. a small number totally small number 12 12 yeah what why he, that's what he did and it's been effective yeah what i talk about it as the wisdom of god <clears throat> right the wisdom of god is doing the right thing in the right way in the right time that's wisdom right right correct and so Wisdom, then the wisdom of God is that God didn't come here in the Twitter, mass media, instant travel uh, days that we live in. Uh, Jesus Christ came to earth in Galilee when he did, and this are his methods. So maybe we should use them. Maybe we should kind of, and we still, we still, we still do as a church use it. Right. You are a diocesan priest. Correct. The bishop has delegated you, empowered you. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, his personal representative to, to the people of God in the town of White and at SDSU. Right. So we, we have people, uh, we have one high priest in the diocese. He is the bishop. But he has chosen, rather than holding uh, mass for tens of thousands of people every Sunday, he has chosen, the church has followed Jesus' example and empowered men like you mm-hmm. to reach out to the people. Yeah, that's correct. It's... it's uh, good connection there to the reality of the church as following the model of Jesus, even when we think it may not. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the very structure of the church, um, is, is the biblical model that Jesus established of person of in, in person mission. Right. In person mission. Yeah. So, so I think the, the reality that we're talking about people and relationships, it's the biblical model. I think also, and a lot of people will talk about how, just do the mm. math. Right. If you're talking about why, why would you choose um, this sort of approach, and by, we should say by this sort of approach, what, what we mean is by me being intentional about living out my faith and, and, and sharing it with maybe just a couple people, like not trying to reach... 10, 20, 30, 100, let alone hundreds of thousands. But maybe who are the couple people the Lord has put in my path mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. today, this month, this year, whatever, who I am to model my faith to and maybe sh- and speak to about it? That's what we're, that's that's the evangelization through relationships. That, that's what we mean, right? And so, like sometimes I think when Catholics, especially hear the word evangelization, they think that they have to go and get a stadium full of people to make an altar call, and they have to lead that sort of thing. Because you see things like Billy Graham. Right. Or to go door to door, to door like the Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses. Exactly. Uh, and you, we think, you know, so barehanding, mm-hmm. to use that term mm-hmm. er, from earlier, we think to evangelize means either, either these massive uh, arena style events or going up to strangers um, door to door or on the street corners, whatever it is. And that can be done. Some people do it. Focus bare hands on campus mission. Right, but that's not the heart of their mission. That's only to try and cultivate new connections right. to invest themselves in in a deep and personal way. Right. And the re- but the reality. So the, the I think the metaphor um, or not the metaphor the 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 way the contrast between the two approaches and and another reason why using evangelization through relationships is more effective is because of the math. Mm-hmm. Do the math. So the, the, the example I've Give say, me some Minnesota public school. <laughs> you've got the example of somebody like Billy Graham, uh-huh. who maybe over the course- Famous uh, television evangelist. In, in his heyday, may have, let's just say, reached a million people a year by his, his crusades. Yep. 
um, going to uh, city to city, uh, major events, tens of thousands of people at a time, and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Contrast that with me reaching out to two people mm-hmm. this year. Yep. And then each of us, the three of us, next year reaching out to two people. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then re- replicating that sort of approach, that multiplication, uh, the exponential right. growth. Uh, yep. So I think we just do squares there, right? No, or, it's more than a square. Than, is it? Yeah. Plus Square plus one? Something. Anyway, whatever it is. <laughs> well, because then you go to nine squared. Because that's not just, so you're not just going like, you're not just going like. To, yeah. Yeah. So it's more because it's an exponential growth. So you were a chemistry major. I was an air engineering major, and the calculus is long gone. <laughs> Let alone, what's, what's the angle of the line? <laughs> well, we know it's calculus though, because that would be the derivative for the You're angle. Right. <laughs> wow! Um, yeah, yeah. Wow! For, for the slope of the line. That's right. Yeah. In any case, math so nerd I, moment here in ignition, which is a uh, radio show for the new new evangelization. Okay, it was kind of a failed math nerd moment. It was a fail, but I think it's a, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's around the year 23 ish. Uh, 33. 33. Is it really? Yes. That's awesome. Yes, it is. I could, oh, I could grab a calculator. So, you keep talking. I'm going to grab a calculator. Around the year 33, that the, 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 the latter approach, me just reaching out to two other people, and then each year, those people reaching out to two people. After, Father's thinking, it was 33 years, uh, you, we will reach more, have reached way, far more people than. Uh, the Billy Graham style million people per year approach. Father's furrowing his brow as he's uh, feverishly two, typing. Uh, it's not giving me in scientific notation, so I'm just gonna have to count zeros. One, two, three, four, <laughs> six. Seven. Okay, it's not thirty three. And it's not E, I guess. It must not be E. I thought it was like twenty year twenty three. I thought it was less than thirty years. You'd uh, pass. Three, four, five, six, seven, well, yeah, if you did um See, hundred thousands, millions. Yeah, like twenty three would be nine point seven billion. Right. If you use the exponential. Okay, function. that's yeah. That, then that's got to be that's it's either even far earlier than that even. In any case, whatever In any case, the math this is, is a lot of quiet radio right now. <laughs> whatever the math is, um, we will uh, pretty quickly surpass the um, the the super evangelist type billy graham style uh it's the 24th year he's won 24 million disciples the billy graham style but you have won a total of over 33 million disciples that's a lot of disciples so now it doesn't work out perfectly obviously um that way um but it doesn't work out perfectly for the billy graham style approach either the point is that this small approach will in the end mathematically bear greater fruit but it's all also been borne out uh, in, in reality. Um, there's a, a statistic, Father, that, that I, I came across a couple of years ago that continues to mm. really uh, strike me. Rodney Stark uh, is a sociologist. He, he considers himself today an independent Christian. Uh, but when he started decades ago, when he started his work as a sociologist, he, he was a man of, of, of no uh, explicit mm. faith at all. And he, early on, was studying... Uh, uh, various uh, missionary efforts by various religions, one of them being uh, Mormonism. And and what Stark found just really struck me. 
he studied their their conversion rate. So how many people would become Mormon because of Mormon missionary activity? What he found, you know, and we know that Mormons, like Jehovah's Witnesses, will cold call. They'll mm-hmm. knock on doors. Uh, barehand, to use Focus's terminology. Uh, their conversion rate when they cold call cold called people was 0.1%. One out of every thousand people wow. became Mormon. Uh, Mormon because of that. On the other hand, if if so let's take me. So say I'm I'm not real serious about my faith, but I know you, uh Andy Dickinson, are a really fervent Mormon, and we're friends. And I meet a missionary, already have in a friendship with you. A Mormon missionary approaches me. I'm friends with you. Mm. Um, I meet a Mormon missionary in the context of my relationship with you. The likelihood that I will become Mormon jumps from 0.1% to 50%. Zounds. Evangelization through relationships works. So I, that that's that's struck with stuck with me. It struck me, um, and, and I use it all the time because it shows. Um, the 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 power of having a relationship uh, when it comes to evangelization, and that's not a personal relationship with the missionary. That's Correct. just a personal relationship with a faithful Mormon. Correct. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh, a really astounding number in that way. Yeah, it is. It is. So, so all th- you have to do is be a faithful Catholic right. <laughs> and introduce someone to your priest, to somebody who's on fire. Yeah, for their faith it could be lay and can explain it and can. Yep. Yep. Invite others to live it. And that's kind of what we do, I think, here on Ignition, a radio show and podcast. So maybe don't give them episodes of Ignition necessarily. <laughs> we should do a best of sometime. Our, you know, these are these are like the best episodes. <laughs> we should do that. We do a favor on the resources. We need to do like a, a retrospective of these are the best episodes. Avoid the other ones. You know, you know, what, you know, I'm going to have a hard time with that. Why is that? I've never listened to our own episodes. I know. I, I, I totally get that. Yeah, I just can't listen to myself. I know. I hear you. I just hear all my mistakes. So the math, sociology, but also real life examples show that this sort of approach is effective. So we talked about focus already. Talk more about your experience with focus's methodology. Yeah. So again, focus's method is to invite people into relationship through living life with them. And caring about what they care about and inviting them to care about what you care about, which is kind of what naturally happens with friendship. Right. As you begin to care about what they care about. And when we get students that are interested in doing this, then we try to encourage them and enable them and equip them, empower them to do that with the people they're already friends with. You know, to who, who's the one that Jesus wants you to... Uh, Mother Teresa has a beautiful phrase. All these people used to want to come say, oh, we should go to Calcutta. We should go to Calcutta. Calcutta is so poorly off. You know what she'd tell them? Go home and love your family. No. Yeah, she said that. She say, but go find your own Calcutta. Oh, right. right. Which might be your family, right? which might be your coworkers, which might be your neighborhood, uh, but to find your own Calcutta. Right. And so uh, that's one of the things Focus does a good job uh, of, of kind of doing that, that example, inviting people to come. And we try to do that in the Newman Center, invite people to common life. Right. In that way of, and, and that's something you can do in your parish is have common life. You mentioned you're a member of St. Lambert's Parish right. uh, in Sioux Falls. And I think one of the great things they have, other parishes have other things, but just because I know this one about St. Lambert's is their garden. Yeah. yeah. That they've got a ton of green space on the parish property and they till it up and turn it into a garden. Yep. And 
that just allows parishioners chances to interact with one another and to interact with uh, Father. Father Rutten can go outside, interact with people, just kind of visit with people on a regular kind of basis, which allows uh, sometimes the real work of evangelization to be done. Right. You know, uh, there's kind of a business saying that way, I think, right, that more gets done and, uh, at coffee breaks and dinners than actually does at, like, negotiations. Right, right. There's yeah. something to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so just the, the, that that example that and that it's it's born for, it's been effective, you know it's it's we're so what works and we can become too practical and too pragmatic that way, but we can point to and show that this is an effective way. It's not only being faithful to Jesus's model, faithful to the nature of the human person, but this also because of that it is truly effective. Right, and which is then we should take something from that. We should you know try to now I don't know if that's too Fordian to do that, but. <laughs> um, that's an effective method. And I think there's a temptation then to try and reduce this to like a few steps right. and things like that. So what would be a good resource uh, for uh, people, you know, especially like I don't have a theology degree, I'm not a priest, I'm not a full-time person. What's a good resource to kind of jump into this? Yeah, a book that came out earlier this year, 2016, that, that I came across and I knew I'd love it before I even read it, just based on what I read about it. Ooh. And that I did read it and I do love it. Uh, it's written by a laywoman, Karen Edmiston. E-D-M-I-S-T-E-N, Karen Edmiston. Um, and she's written books before, published, I think, by our Sunday Visitor Press. This one certainly is. It's called You Can Share the Faith, Reaching Out One Person at a Time. You Can Share the Faith, Reaching Out One Person at a Time. And she just goes through, she's sort of telling her story. She grew up in a, uh, without any faith in, as, uh, in an atheist household. Okay. Um, and she, uh, through relationships discovered the Catholic church mm -hmm. through other relationships. And those initial relationships eventually came to, uh, inquire into the nature of church and became a Catholic oh, uh, in her, I think young adulthood. Um, but she goes through and tells her story, but sort of giving some, some recommendations, some ideas on how all of us can share our faith. Question. Yeah. Has she done it? Uh, it sounds like it. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's just based the story she's told. Mm -hmm. She's done, and a lot of it's what you said, just being friends, not making right. people pet projects, just relationships, friends, and in her prayer life, being attentive to the Spirit prompting her, move now, you know, say something here, um, encourage someone in this way, and it's born fruit. It's so important in that way to be faithful to those promptings, those little little pushes of the Holy Spirit in that way of who should I be talking to about Jesus. Right. It's so easy to try not to do that. Yep. Yep. So that's why obviously your own prayer life is so important here is uh, so that you can um, recognize when those promptings come and then respond to them accordingly. And also too, to respond even to the small ones, because you'll never get the bigger ones till you get the small ones. Because right. Jesus himself told us. What? Uh, he's faithful in small things is faithful in big things. Yeah. How about that? Well, or he who has been, uh, uh, who has been faithful in small things will be entrusted with larger with, things. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And even what he, uh, he who has will be given more and even what he, uh, so that what he has will spill over into his mouth, into his lap, good measure and overflowing. And he who has that will be taken away. Amen. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org or tweet at us, sfdiocese, the, use the hashtag Ignition with any ideas, thoughts, questions, for topics for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. 
click on media and then audio files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.